Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. This is Rose Cushing with today's Horsewoman. Today, my guest is Parker Haynes Mention, and Parker has been around the reining community as long as I can remember. So, Parker, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. I know that over the years you've you've had some remarkable accomplishments, but let's start with telling us a little bit about you. Okay, I um, well, I'm 67 years old. I grew up in East Tennessee. And we always had horses. My parents had horses and showed hunters and jumpers and fox hunted. And so we grew up doing the ponies and junior hunters and all. And I rode through college. And then after college, I moved to Greensboro and got married and started a horse business training and um, showing hunters and jumpers. So that's how I started. Okay. I would never have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> You're the ultimate yeah, cowgirl I, now. I trained for a long time. <laughs> so what what breed of horses did you ride then? Well, actually, some of my better ones were quarter horses even then. Um, back when the quarter horse shows and the hunter shows were very, very different. And um, now the quality of the horses at the quarter horse shows has, you know, gotten so much better that those horses can pretty much go back and forth and show it at both horse shows. That's for sure. That's for sure. The quality of them has increased dramatically. Now, really what, so do you still train, or, or how long did you do that? No, I trained, I trained the um, hunters and jumpers for until... 96, and um, my um, first husband and I got divorced, and I remarried in 98 and gave up my um, professional card and set out for three or four years so that I could get my amateur card back and then showed the hunters as an amateur for a little while and then uh, checked off a big bucket list and tried raining. So what made you fall in love with Raynham? Well, when I was doing the hunters, I I judged the hunters, too. And I was asked to judge the Miller's Hunter Classic at Congress. And I went out to judge that, and I the car came to pick us up that morning, and ten cowboys got into the car, all dressed exactly alike, and then I got in. And I said, well, I guess you guys know what I'm judging. <laughs> and they all started started laughing and said, yes, and we would love for you to help us because we have to judge the hunters and we don't really know what we're doing. And I laughed and said, yeah, I know you don't because I hate going to the horse shows when you are judging because you don't judge on the same, same criteria as we do at the regular hunter shows. Right. And I said, but I would love to watch what you all are doing too, so... I went, and they said, well, come watch the NRHA Futurity because they bring in their own judges, and we'll be sitting there watching, and you can sit with us. So I did that, and they explained it to me and explained how it was judged, and I said, oh, my goodness, bucket list. This is going to happen. 
and I was just determined to do it. And then about maybe three years later, um, my good friend Lucinda Human called me and said, you know there's a raining trainer about 30 minutes from you in Southern, because I live in Southern Pines, North Carolina. Uh-huh. She said, there's a raining trainer in Stanford, North Carolina. I said, no way. So I called that day, had a lesson that afternoon, and within a month had a horse. Very good. <laughs> so when I first brought my first reining horse home, I still had jumps in the field. I had to ride my reining horse around the jumps. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I decided I really wanted to do the reining full time, we, you know, made a reining arena and killed the grass, and I gave my jumps to my daughter, who's a hunter trainer, so... That's how I got doing it. And so, what and all in the reigning world have you accomplished? I know there's a significant amount of stuff. Well, I started in the reigning, uh, just went up the ladder. Uh, the first year that I did reigning was 2010, and they were just starting the Green Rainer program then. Right. So I started, I started off in the Green Rainer one and um, got enough points to get my jacket. And then went to Green Rainer 2 and got enough points to get my buckle. And then moved on to the Rookie. And I showed in the Rookie for a couple of years. And I actually showed a couple of horses in the Rookie. Um, I had bought a new one by that time. And um, my goal always from the first time I did the first reigning class was to go out to Oklahoma and do the Rookie of the Year thing. Uh, they have a... You, at that point, you had to be in the top um, five of your affiliate finals to go out to the um, to the national finals. Uh-huh. And so I did that and went out and ended up sixth in the. Um, so they have rookies from all of all of the affiliates. So they're probably one hundred and twenty in the class. Wow. And I. So I was six that year, so that was a check that one off my bucket list. Yeah. And and then started showing in the non pro, which is what I show in now. And um then last year I had just a well, I'll go back a couple of years. A, a couple of years in in two thousand eighteen my um non pro horse not uh was done with and rough and he and I ended up fourth in the world standings for the year. Nice. And I really didn't know anything about, you know, I mean, I, I would look at the standings and see I was way up in the standings, but I really didn't know what you had to do to end up, you know, being in the top. But I ended up fourth, so I was thrilled. And then in, in 2021, I had a new horse conquered this town, and um, I was way up in the standings towards the middle of the year again, and so I went to my trainer, who is Shannon Rafus, Shannon and Mark Rafus from Ocala, and I said, I would like to give this a try and try to be a world champion, and she said, okay, let's do this thing, and so she, we kind of made a plan, and I really hoped I wouldn't have to go to very many more horse shows than I was planning to. And I did not. I I went to one extra and ended up world champion last year. So 
That's my amazing. Accomplishment in the raining. I'm, that is so amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And that was for the prime time, which is, um, prime time is um, 50 and over. Yeah. Well, that that's a big, big accomplishment in, in a fairly short amount of time. Yes, I'm absolutely thrilled, thrilled for it to happen. Um, my best friend, Lucinda, had been the world champion in 2020. Uh-huh. And um, so we kind of made a little pact that we were going to try to be in the top five. Well, we, we decided we were going to be in the top ten. Then we... As the year went along, we were going, we were winning pretty much. We decided we'd try for the top five, and then she, her husband, got sick and subsequently died, and so she had to stop showing. And so she said, "Well, you have to do it for both of us." And I like looked at her and cried and said, "I can't do that." And she said, "Yes, you can." And so that's kind of when I decided, "Okay, I am going to go for this and see if I can't be world champion." So. That is That's so what I awesome. do. You know, I, I can only imagine how much work and determination and grit that takes. So I am so proud of you. That's such a big accomplishment. Thank you. And there were a lot of people that had to help me because, like, I went all the way to Ocala to the World Equestrian Center to a horse show because they had, <clears throat> they only had one class for the prime time, but it had pretty good money, so I drove down. And I wanted to go to that youth facility and show anyway. Yeah. So I, I drove down there and show, and showed in a class of school and had a beautiful run in that class and ended up third in that class and then went into my class that I went all the way there for and spun five, so I got a zero. And then at that point, I was just, I said, I, oh, I'm going to have to give up on this dream. And... I'll never forget Shannon said, you cry and kick things and scream and do whatever it is you have to do today, and then you come back tomorrow and tell me how you are going to reach this goal. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I did. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Because, you know, the, I, I really think that you can't learn to win until you learn to lose a little bit. And, what you know, look at yourself. What do I got to do better? That's true. I think so many people walk away from it instead of having the courage to keep moving forward. So that's fantastic. Now, looking back over all the years with horses, what would you say is your most memorable horse? Well, I think I'm going to have to say Dunwiz and Ruff um, because, I mean, I, I am not going to say that. I am going to say conquered this town because he's the one I won the world championship on. Right. And, um... I don't, you know, he really, he has made this, he's even still letting me show him this year after running for a title last year, which a lot of them are just, you know, over it after you do that, and he's still being competitive this year, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, I I had a very good hunter um, who went on to win a lot named Top Flight, who was one of the Probably one of the first extensive hunters to be sold in the South back when I was a teenager. So that one was a, is a you know, people still talk about her. So that's a, mm -hmm. and she was a quarter horse too. Right. So those two are my most memorable ones, I think. So what bloodlines do you like the best? Well, both of my, both of the Rainers that I have been really successful on are, um, Basically, go back to Hollywood, done it. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, Done With and Rough was out of a Hollywood Done It Mayor and by Topsail Wiz. And Conquered This Town is by Hollywood Tinseltown, mm-hmm. who is by Done It. And um, out of a mayor called Conquistador Sandy, who is by Topsail Wiz. Yep. So. I love the Hollywood Done It horses. In fact, all of all of my horses that I, I have treasured were Pitzer Ranch bred horses. Right. Well, that's really cool. Now, with all these accomplishments, what's left on your bucket list? Well, I would like to get... Um, we've been working on getting the Masters non-pro and the Platinum non-pro more recognized in the industry. So I guess my bucket list thing is to try to get that get a big foothold in that. We've gotten the Masters, which is 60 and up. Um, it, it's taken over. We, we don't have a world championship for it yet, but we've gotten it so that most of the horse shows are having it, and or a lot of them are having it, and a lot of them are giving some good money in it. And then they have a new division called the Platinum, which is 70 and up, and it is the prime time and older are, is the fastest growing uh, segment of the NRIJ. So I guess my um, bucket list is to see those things uh, recognized by the NRIJ, those older groups, older classes for um, riders that are older, mm-hmm. and to be competitive in them. Absolutely. I'm, you know, that's such a large chunk of our industry is, is that age demographic that people often overlook it, but, you know, don't count us old girls out. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, uh, we were looking at those, you know, horse shows, the results of the horse shows, like, out west, where they had the Platinum and the uh, Masters, and they were, you know, they had 35 in the Masters and 14 in the Platinum. That's fabulous. So, you know, those numbers are, are proving that we really need these divisions. Yes, absolutely so. Absolutely. So, what's it like to show in Ocala? I mean, that is such a big arena. I would think it would be a little intimidating. It is. The first time I went, um, when I spun five, <laughs> I, um, I went out in my great, I have a great big field across the street from my barn that belongs to us, a big paddock, and I went out there and galloped around that thing for days and rode my bike for days so that I would be fit enough to, to ride in that ring. And they do shorten it a little bit, but it's still, it's a big ring. Mm-hmm. And so when you run two fast circles in your pattern like we do in every pattern, um, both directions, you feel like you've, you know, if you're at another place, you feel like you've ridden run five, so you just have to be fitter, and the horse has to be fitter, too. So I just went out and practiced, you know, practiced that. It's a great place to show, though. Yeah. It's a fabulous place to show. Yeah, I've understood that. I've seen it a couple times, and I see that it has everything that you could ever want or dream about. It it really does, and it's, um, the... The amenities are just top-notch, and, I mean, when you walk your horse into the stall, they have, like, mattress foam floors, like they do at vet clinics. Wow. In every single stall, and 
uh, mats and all in the wash dolls. It, it's just it's just done a hundred percent. Yeah, top notch. My poor old babies wouldn't ever want to come back home with me. <laughs> they don't want to. <laughs> They'd be like, see you later, Mom. <laughs> I know. I had a friend who had a horse that was sick, and she left it there for a few, you know, for a week after the horse up because she said he was better off being there. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. Wow, that is so awesome. You know, our horse industry is a really tough place to make a living and do well because it's it's very competitive and it's a hard industry. Hey y'all, this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition. From your performance horse to your weekend trail horse, our line of Maximum Nutrition Equine Feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at one 800 587-9229 and don't forget Mule City delivers what advice would you give to young women coming into our industry as to how to be successful and leave their mark on the industry I think the main thing is that you can't ever be above doing the jobs of taking care of your horses uh, you know I know that when I first started in the horse business and first kind of got successful in the hunters, people said to me, well, how did you start? And I said, I started off going to bad horses with bad horses, you know, and yeah. working my tail off, and it has evolved. But, I mean, like, even before you called today, I was out mucking my stalls. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I think that's the main thing is you, you can't ever go into this business thinking that you're not good enough to do whatever it takes. I agree. Um, I, I mean, I still take care of my horses at the horse shows. Um, well, you miss... Have, I, I have that option is to, to have the trainers, you know, take care of them and stuff like that, but I still, I want to do my stalls. I want to feed them. I want to, I want to have my hands-on um, knowledge of how my horses that day yes and I think you miss so much about the bonding and the relationship with the horse if you don't give the horse the care yourself that's right I mean you know most horse people will tell you their fondest moments is hearing the horse in the stall chomping on his hay or when they give him a bath or you know those intimate things that we they do right well now my house is attached to my barn so you walk out in my mudroom and you're in the barn aisle. Nice. So um, I get up in the morning and sometimes I'll have some smarty pants horse that sees the light come on from my tea at 5 o'clock in the morning and thinks it's time for him to eat too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like spend my time in the dark there for a few minutes until it's time for me to go out and see them. <laughs> Right, my my donkey outside, Kate, the minute I crack the door to let the dog out to go to the bathroom, she starts braying. 
Yep, I have two that do that, and I'm, I keep saying my neighbors probably hate me because I, know. I get up so early, and they know those donkeys know there that I'm coming. I know. I holler, "Kate, breakfast is at eight. Hang a loose." But <laughs> 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 she doesn't miss a beat with that. That's for sure. There's such a joy to your life. Every every aspect of horse ownership, I think. It definitely is. Well, I've really enjoyed getting to know you today. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners, or is there a way that they could reach you if they had a question about reining and how to get started? Sure, I'd be happy to answer any questions. Um, they can find me on Facebook or and message me. And or um, my farm is Pine Meadow Farm, and and we live in a technically vast North Carolina, right outside of Southern Pines. Right. Um. It's only vast because that's where I get my mail, but but it is. That's what the address is. Um, I think the only other thing I would like to say is how lucky and blessed I am that I live here because we have the Walter Moss Foundation right behind our farm. Right. And every day, my horse, who was world champion last year and who is on his way to Oklahoma to the finals on Wednesday, goes out. After I ride him in my arena, I take him right out onto those trails, and he has already done his 100 miles for Moss this this year. He did it last year. This is his third year. I think since um, October 1st when it started, I think that I have, um, he's, he's logged 200 miles in, on trails. That's fabulous. So that's how I keep him grounded, I guess. I agree. I think sometimes people forget that they need time to be a horse, too. That's right. And, I, I mean, he crosses the creeks and the bridges and everything else and all in his sliding plates that he will be sliding in Oklahoma on. So. Right. Right. That's awesome. What a good tip for people to remember that. Trail riding is such a good way for not only you to loosen up, but for your horse, too, as well. All right. Well, I've enjoyed having you on the show, and thank you very much. And as always, folks out there, thank you for listening. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. <music>